Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 205. I'm your host, David Palermo, and on the podcast today, we have a doctor. Yes, a real doctor, a real doctor, former NFL doctor for the San Diego Chargers for 17 years, like the head one, top one, I know. How's he on the podcast? I'm talking fast. Clearly a big deal to me. Anyways, follow along on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hope you enjoy it. Dr. David Chow from Pro Football Doc Podcast joins us, so hope you enjoy it. And as always, check out numbillsfan.com for the latest. And welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 205. On the line, I have Dr. David Chow from uh, San Diego, I take it? Yes. Okay, so you want to give us a little background about yourself? I uh, hit you up on Twitter randomly and, like, really stoked that you got back to me. You seem like a really pretty chill person, um, the way you communicate to the audience. It's very understand. Like, I, I got what you were putting down. You know what I'm saying? Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I try not to, to use big words and do an anatomy lesson, but I got a question for you. Numb's Bill fan. Is it that cold there? Cold there right now? Uh, honestly, or are you I, numb for other reasons? I, I just walked out to the car to get to my to get my Claritin and um, over here. I really should move because I love L.A. I love the weather. I don't get sick. OK, ever <laughs> when I leave here. But here uh, I was just saying, like, why do I live here? And at 34, um. I had your injury spotter on Kyle from here yesterday real quick, and I was asking about a hockey injury because, man, when it's colder and I do construction for a living too, um, it's like it, it, it hurts, you know, and it just takes a minute, and I'm not adapting to it. And I know you're like, oh, 34, good joke. It's like, no, this sucks. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, well, it's well, cold. Well, I've, I've, been, I've been numb when I've been in Buffalo before. It's been cold enough out there. But uh, I, I do think that uh, the Bills is a uh, – and, and the Bills Stadium is a very – little known secret everyone raves about the packers it's right in the middle of the houses and the whole deal but that's the same thing for the bills right and all your tailgaters and rvs and so forth it's sort of the the uh the hidden uh hidden stadium that people don't realize that uh, i actually really like the atmosphere there you want you know what's funny is i said this on the podcast a bunch but i'll tell you is i used to be you know i'm a subcontractor so when i'm single the money's decent i don't have any kids that i know of so it's like you know i have some spare money so i would be a snob and i always buy the tickets in the lower bowl i'm not sitting in those broke seats up top you know i was an, yeah. I was an idiot right so i, I was yeah. like 25 i randomly got seats into 300 for a jaguars game and i had the best view ever and this is more of like a podcast of like deep thought i'm not like oh let's go to a party and, and get hammered i'm more of the guy holding the camera encouraging him to like go do something stupid and like I'm more of that in the philosophical Dungeons and Dragons. All right, how are we gonna beat this team? Is this injury for real? Are you sure? <laughs> so it's like for me, it's like it's just like a whole mind numbing experience. But the sight lines of Rolf Wilson Stadium, my seats now, season ticket holder, seven years victim, actually maybe eight year victim now. And I'll tell you, row six, three thirty one, I'm as close to the railing as I could get, and I can see all the formations, all the plays. I have a great view to the tent. 
you know, for the medical purposes. And um, like you said, until, until, it, until they put it up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, not for nothing. They have a they have some of the best. Uh, actually, I should take this back. You've been to every stadium, probably, or most of them. So yeah. how would the sight lines rate compared to other spots? Really? Well, well, from I've never had a seat in any of these stadiums that I've been to. So uh, oh. it's not exactly the same. Uh, so for me, the bigger deal is the uh, the crown of the field. Sometimes in certain fields are very big, are big. Ralph Wilson Stadium is deceptively small or big, depending on where you look at it, because the field is below ground level. So right. from the outside, you don't think it's that big of a stadium, but from the inside, certainly it is. And, uh, you know, my sight lines are always the same, trying to peer over six, five guys and, you know, different spots and, uh, and so forth. You know, and on, on your, on your other topic, you said you're single and don't have any kids. You want some of mine? No, you, you, I, I'm you, you probably hear, <laughs> you hear this in the background. I got, I'm chasing around an 18 month old that wants me to go on a slide with her. And, and the, uh, five, five-year-old boy, girl twins are at soccer practice well, uh, where, where instant, mom is the coach. I want instant family. And I just, um, married a beautiful woman with a child. So, oh, cool. and she has a daughter that, you know, is amazing. We go out and, you know, we try to take her to like a rock show because her, you know, we, the wife and I, we both play music, not in the same band or anything, but we both play a lot of music. That's like our thing. And uh-huh. it's like, you know, we brought her. She's like, can we go home and read? Or like, you know what? This band is kind of boring. Like, let's go. You know, so it's like, I feel like I hit the lottery as far as being a stepdad goes. It's like, it can't get easier, you know, and it's it's ironic because I married somebody where her and her daughter are the only ones that are not Bills fans, really, in their entire family. She wants to learn about the game, so I have her, like, trying to get her into the Madden training program, and <laughs> and it's hilarious because her whole friends and family, her cousin listens, has a big company that really does, like, cutting-edge stuff, and, like, they're all diehard Bills fans. I got, like, extremely lucky, and just a little note. It's called Numb Bills Fan Podcast. You mentioned numb because this whole Josh Allen thing, you can't predict this. But I've been predicting this since March that, like, he's set up for disaster. So, like, right now it's like this is, like, the worst thing I could see. And, I mean, what else can you be but, quote, unquote, numb to it, really, as tacky as that is? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not shocked. <laughs> well, you know, uh what, what what can I say? You know, you got to think more positively, and maybe things uh things will will happen more. I mean, there's some good parts of Buffalo. I like the Anchor Bar. Been there, obviously, done that. Can't can't that's you can't uh, you can't miss that, right? When you go, I've never the, been there, and I'm from Rochester, so like I missed out. But I've never gone. But I've always gone to Duff's. But I always hear that Anchor Bar is probably the one to go to over Duff's. Yeah, you got to make the original. But back on the kid topic, uh, if you like instant family, if you want to borrow one of mine, we'll we'll send them on a one-way plane ticket. <laughs> if, if your daughter needs a playmate, uh, oh, man, we can make goes, that happen. She goes wild. She's uh, always if there's kids around, always ready to play. Oh, like we brought her to a clam bake for my family, and it's just like instant, instant friends. And my dad, they would just like run me outside and try to tire me out, but it don't work. Yeah. Well, what what are you, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? And uh, your your fans might want to know, and uh, that they might be interested that I started a podcast. I'm not on episode two thousand or whatever you're on. I'm on episode uh, eleven next week, and uh, the guest that's already lined up next week is uh, a Bills Hall of Famer, uh, James Lofton. Come on, really? So yeah, 
Wow, that's really cool. James Lofton, that's like a really cool cool story how he ended up coming to Buffalo later in his career. And it's just like, you know, he is a turnkey veteran player. I mean, you've been around the league and it's like, um, you know, these yeah. these these guys, I feel like like my whole thing is I, I honestly think, uh, David, that these coaches are not as smart as I think they are. So um, it's like pretty ego driven. Maybe you think my head's up my ass, but it's like a very ego driven. This is my way or the highway. And it's like, well, dude, you got two films of tape or two years of tape on this guy running behind this offensive line i think maybe your goal here is to maintain that and not do the other thing and actually watch a tape is what it seems so it's kind of like you know with lofton he comes in he does his job you know what you're gonna get he's a vet and he just does his hall of fame thing you know now lofton is, is awesome when what i know bill's fans claim james lofton let me tell you when we were uh, getting on the team bus or the team hotel, there'd be, you know, the fans out there and asking for autographs. And uh, let me tell you, James Lofton had more requests often than LT or Phillip Rivers. Really? Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of 81s, a lot of Bill's helmets and so forth. Now, I, I don't want to give away the punchline, but uh, it's not the only city that happens for him now. <laughs> Every place he's been, he's uh, he's beloved. Yeah, he's, he's um, you know, again, you just – you know what you're going to get, you know, and, and when you just show up and produce and do your job, anybody who likes sports likes you. Yeah. And then, uh, and by the way, his a partner in crime, um, lives out here in San Diego, Andre Reed, another really? hall of famer. Yes. I've never had him on. I've sent him like, I got, uh, hammered one night and, um, you know how Andre Reed was doing like the pork rinds. Uh-huh. Uh, he, Andre Reed was sponsoring pork rinds and I think all of his buddies were kind of like making fun of him a little bit. And, uh, uh -huh. and, and like, I won't, cause I won't disrespect, respect that man. He is one of the toughest individuals you'll ever probably meet in your life. If you think about it, going over the middle in the nineties, good joke. You know what I mean? So, and, 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 and if Andre's listening, I hope it doesn't offend him. He's not the biggest guy in the world. I don't think he's, he's listening. I think he is a life doctor. I'll do respect. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. He's, um, yeah. And he's not, but he's, he's tough as nails, but I, I hit him up on Instagram, like a, like a video, like, Hey man, please sponsor the podcast with your pork rinds. Cause I grew up, um, in the city and the suburbs. So, you know, the little bodegas, I'm used to getting my Jamaican beef patties, and and you know uh pork rinds so i really thoroughly love pork rinds so if you can tell him like on my behalf like dead serious dude i love you and i love pork rinds and i'm not even trolling it's not even a joke like i don't know i don't <laughs> I, want him to get mad i don't want like that I, 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 I know i know andre andre pretty well uh and and sherry but I, i'll tell you i did not know that about pork rinds about him but I, I will bring it up because pork rinds is one of the things that i'm trying to do because my wife has me on uh you know hey uh, you gotta lose this baby weight diet and uh go in keto and pork rinds are legal and they fool Whoa. you and they seem like they're chips can, can we go down a rabbit hole real quick yeah, sure. So check this out. Uh, are, 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 are we already there? Yeah, this is great. This is why we do this. <laughs> I don't care about Josh Allen's injury. He needs to sit out anyways, okay? <laughs> so like, best thing to happen to him. He even said it. Um, so, you know, I used to wrestle in high school, and, you know, I followed the whatever. Oh, you got to eat three times a day, eat a bagel, eat this and that, eat this and that. And, you know, I listened to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and if you have never checked it out, it's a great way – where you can have a guest on for as long as you want, and they just can't run from the conversation, so it's pretty genuine. And what I like uh -huh. about the man is is he, he owns it if he's wrong. You know, like, oh, I guess that was wrong. <laughs> that was a joke. 
You know, and it's like one thing I notice is they're always talking health. And one thing that's weird is I dropped a lot of weight all of a sudden. And I picked up men's hockey a few years ago. So uh-huh. I'm, I'm doing sprints two nights a week, essentially. I'm like the center that is just like a ball of destruction. And, uh-huh. I, and I just I'm a grinder. I'm not really aiming too well. My head's down half the time. I'm new to hockey. But point is, is this weight just started coming off. But one thing I stopped doing was I actually started, I did the Whole30 diet um, a few uh-huh. times. I don't know if you uh-huh. ever heard of that. Have you tried that uh-huh, before? Sure. Now my wife tried to do it and tried to force me to do it. <laughs> How long did you last your first time? Uh, 30 hours. Okay. Can I give you a secret? Can I give sure. you a secret? So, yeah. First of all, you're a doctor, but I'm going to give you advice. Okay. All right. So look at it. It's a progression. You know, if you have the decision between eating that awesome triple cheeseburger, switch it to chicken. I know it sounds stupid. Just switch it to chicken. Start getting used to not eating the buns. Avoid your breads. Avoid your grains. Avoid your rice for a little bit. But if you do the whole 30 and you get through the first two weeks, don't look at the scale. You will just start feeling better and you'll start noticing what how your body reacts to food. If does that make sense? And my weight, I, just, I, 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 I hear you, I, I hear, I hear you, but uh, since we're already well down the rabbit hole, go for hole or whatever we're down, uh, you said uh, you, you realize that I'm waiting for the all carb diet. You said don't eat the rice and all this other stuff. You do realize that I'm Asian, right? And I'm Chinese, so that's Dude, like uh, my wife the, the, is the, from the, Thailand, so I mean, yeah, the, she's, the, the, the big one, right one, one of the five basic food groups is rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I eat rice now. I'm telling you. And my best friend growing up was Philippine. They would give me the ramen noodles. I thought I hit the lottery as a kid. I swear to God, I'll go over there and be like, oh, give them the ramen. We're not giving them the really stinky fish that's really expensive smell crap over yeah. here. We're going to give them the ramen. But no, my wife is uh, She's from Thailand. So, oh, cool. Yeah, so I eat all sorts of cool food. Um, but yeah, you can't really cut out rice. So you're kind of screwed with the whole 30, I guess. But I don't know. It, it, it's just weird. I just noticed like, how, like, as a doctor, do you find nutrition? Like, like, what's up with it? Like, why is I feel like it's honestly corporations making more money and, and dumbing down the food supply personally, if you want to go down that. But it's like so many chemicals. We don't know how they react. We don't have years of testing and i find going to the market how i feel afterwards or not eating bread as much or you know it just feels better it feels cleaner i don't feel as um peaks and valleys and energy does that make sense uh-huh sure no it, it totally does that's the one thing the keto diet's done for me I'm, i don't have that medical term postprandial after lunch not time sleepiness and um you know i mean so that's the one thing that it's been good about it but i don't want to overstate my position now you understand i'm a bonehead right i'm an orthopedist so in terms of a real doctor uh, <laughs> that's not really me uh, ligaments tendons bones muscles joints oh. that's me uh the, the, the really technical life-saving stuff i mean uh, is not me so just well, <laughs> the the i'll ask you a question after this comment about myself this is the guy that listens to sports radio when uh dick Duran gets fired hoping that he heard like i heard whim of of um what's his name there from the steelers bill cower was in the building yes in, like, yeah. like a decade ago all right uh-huh. and then they hired chan gailey and 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 i heard from a source that he was around so i would stream from my blackberry like any national sports radio I could find. I had no clue about WGR. Again, I'm in Rochester, and I caught some on the way home. Eventually, was like, there needs to be a Bills podcast. Only Sal Capaccio had one out of Buffalo. And long story short, John Murphy started one about a year uh, after I thought of kind of doing it. But I'm like, you know, I can't just 
talk some crap out of my mic. I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's like I find myself in these internet arguments on comments, and I'm like, my time is more valuable. So I'll just <laughs> talk my thought just organically, no commercials, unless it's, it feels right, you know, to fit them in when it, you know. But it's like with your podcast, I think you're going to knock it out of the park because we're really just, as people in general, we're looking for that genuine conversation. I can't just hear like Skip Bayless and an and unintelligent level one like clickbait all day long so i appreciate that you're going that that you're going through with this and after like podcast 35 they say statistically you'll it'll be you'll you'll be fine you got to get to 35 well the, the 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 easy part for me actually is the content because uh, there's just always so many interviews during the season i do it on monday kind of a recap and uh and by the way if your listeners listen i was actually not right on josh allen to begin with Uh-oh. by the video by the video i saw i didn't think it was that bad okay then it was sideline video and and what have you but i can't watch everything i mean heck nfl game mix only has eight games there were nine games going on at the same time and for the, the 10 a.m 10 a.m game my time and if i'm out of breath is i'm literally chasing after the 18 month old as she crawls on different things uh, etc at the at the jungle gym at the, at the playground here you but must uh, be pretty healthy 18 month year old no, <laughs> eighteen months. And she, keto's working out, and she's uh she's she's beating me where she is, and I'll, I don't need mom mad at me for if she gets hurt here. But in 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 any case, uh, uh, there when I looked at Josh Allen's initial video, I said, well, he's certainly got the contusion. It's not the classic for anything that's bad. I hope it's just sore. But I made the mistake of not seeing video of the play afterwards that he stayed in and then came out of and i never saw the sideline exam video until monday someone tweeted at me i I think i forget who it was that uh that said that sent it or or, and i don't it was one of the local tv stations in buffalo and i went brown at i think wkbw there you go good 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 Good, good, good credit there. Um, yeah, I do believe that's who or it, it might was. Be WROC Rochester. I think it's Thad Brown, but Thad Brown definitely. Yeah, Thad Brown sounds sounds very familiar here. In, in, in any case, um, that's when I went. Oh, they're doing a valgus stress test and, and a milking sign. He's got an ulnar collateral. That's where I sort of came upon and said this is an ulnar collateral ligament. Uh, so I did not put that in my Monday morning podcast because I hadn't seen that video yet. Right. And I make no bones about. I'm on my couch trying to make give uh, impressions about injuries. And thankfully I've been, you know, 95% correct over time, but it's just never a hundred percent. I mean, it's never a hundred percent because of things like this. And if all I did was watch bills, I might've caught that, but you know, I'm jumping around. And so, yeah, I, but I fully admit. So if any of your listeners go listen to the podcast, you'll hear, I, I, I sort of miss on, on him. I saw oh, he'll be a couple of weeks. He'll be okay. But once I saw that, I mean, uh, Last night, and I wrote the article before Chris Mortensen broke some of the news and right. the, the only collateral. And uh, at that point, I said, look, I'm not trying to be negative, but goodbye, October. You're going to be lucky if Josh Allen comes back in November. And it might be towards the end of November. And that's why on the Periscope halftime thing that I do, people ask me a very good question. They said, what's the over-under on Josh Allen returning? I said six weeks. So uh, it's no surprise to me that he's been ruled out this week. The only good news is he never flew for the second opinion to Alabama for the MRI. It was just an MRI opinion, huh. which meant that it wasn't, quote, that bad because 
If he really needed ulnar ligament surgery, he's going to miss 2019, and that does not look like the case right now. So, um, you know what I like about you, David, is like um, you really just, you know, it's like what's what's cool about this world, how we're, we can talk freely, is we don't like. I, I like that you own it. You're like, yeah, I, I screwed up. It is what it is. You know, we try to do the best we can with the resources available, and like even me, it's like some people ask me questions. I'm like, I didn't know that dude was on the team. You know, and then I don't feel so bad because I'll hear like some guys on the radio won't mention names. Definitely not John Murphy. Definitely not him. No joke. But like yeah. some guys, maybe former players on CBS that are, I'm like, dude, Steve, that guy's not on the roster anymore. Um, you know, like, <laughs> it's like so um, as a as a as a guy who's been around football now. Do you think what the Bills just your opinion here? Because, I, I you know. Do you think what they did grabbing Josh Allen and starting him this soon when he needs all that much development, not saying that you watch X's and O's or whatever, but just a general opinion, you've been around the Chargers for how many years? Like, well, well, well you know, look, 18, uh, 17, 19? 17, but, but here's the thing. Like, I'm not a football coach or whatever, but I certainly recognize patterns. And, you know, for every person that had first year success, there are several more that had later success. So let's just play a game. Let's name a young quarterback in recent memory and see where they really are. So the hottest quarterback in the league right now is Pat Mahomes. Right. Second second year. Name the next hottest quarterback in the NFL well, right now. Technically not even. And, and you want to know something? Um, now I, I see where you're going with this. Now check this out. Ready? Yeah. I, I, it would drive me bonkers. And this was like before I think the podcast started. It would drive me bonkers when people are like, oh, you got to get a franchise QB like RG3. It's like, dude, the guy had one year at the time. Shut up. And then the same thing with Dak Prescott. And it's like once the defenses catch up, they will figure it out. They will figure out what makes you tick. It's just a matter of time. And your ability to adapt and study film and see the wrinkles from game to game to game. I mean, you work with Phillip Rivers. You don't. Can I tell you something? Well, I have never seen a quarterback better in my life, hands down, throwing the ball to Phillip Rivers. He looks so weird. And a ball yes. went in all the right spots. I'm like, how the hell is he throwing this? Like and, right and, to and left, you, stepping all weird. It's, 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 it looks, look, it's 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 like it's like a golf a weird golf swing, but the ball's going straight. Why are you gonna change it? <laughs> he almost looks like he like you ever play tennis? Yeah. Okay. It, it looks like sometimes when he's throwing the ball, it almost looks like he was like like kind of like trying to put like top spin on the ball. Like when he's throwing it, like but, it was like the weirdest shit I've ever seen. But, but 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 since you bring up Philip Rivers, even Philip Rivers, I mean, uh, Drew Brees just set that record, and you yep. know, uh, people commented a lot on that. And I was there when he dislocated his shoulder. I'm the one who put it back in, et cetera. <gasps> really? Um, well, if you if you go to if you look at that ESPN special, I'm walking him off the field. I'm the first one to greet yeah. him, and uh, and uh, and my Twitter timeline is a picture. But but here's my point. That was, the point wasn't about me. The point was about what happened. So what happened was, like, everyone's like, oh, the Chargers messed up. You should have kept Drew Brees. No, Drew's great. I, I love Drew. I love Brittany's wife, the whole deal. But, like, his first year, we drafted him in the first pick of the second round. Right. And LT, we actually had the pick for Michael Vick, and we traded down. We traded down to get to the fifth spot. Some dra- We ended up with Sean Merriman. And so we got this so was a good trade for us. But it's... Uh, no, wait, wait, Sean Marin was the Eli Manning trip, tri- but we still it was a good good trade for us. In any case, uh, L- Ladainian Thompson was the fifth pick, the first pick in the uh, in the second round, because so, we still had the first pick in the draft in terms of draft order was uh, Drew Brees, and uh, Drew the first year did not beat out Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie was our quarterback. Mm-hmm. The second year he beat out Doug Flutie, 
and we were like an eight and eight squad. Okay. The third year that Drew played with us, we were four and 12. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's how we got the first pick in the draft. Right. We were four and 12. And off of that, it was the Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, whatever. And that was in my, I was in the lucky enough to be in the, uh, in the draft in the war room when that happened and the trade went down and the whole deal. But we got that first pick because we were four and 12. So when Philip came to, to the team, he actually held out and didn't sign until the third week in August, which allowed Drew the chance to start again. And we started one and two and everyone was calling for Drew's head. Then we went on a winning streak and finished 12 and four, won the division. That's what kept Philip on the bench the first year. And the second year, after a 12 and four year, we had to play Drew. And by the after the 15th game, we already missed the playoffs. And Drew's five years were up. And Philip, our first pick in the draft, the guy we really went up and got, has sat for two years. So it's not an anti Drew versus Philip decision. It's you know, and especially with the injuries, just the way that it broke. Progression. I honestly they make it sound like because. Like, dude, I have some dark years with football where, like, I, I got involved with music. I bought into the market. And you got to work your ass off. Being self-employed, I, I grind. You know what I mean? You do it, too. And it's like it's like a world of grind, 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 grind. And it's like I look to sports for relief, and then they keep making dumb decisions. But my timeline for this, I thought it was way tighter. Like, what year did Drew Brees hurt his shoulder? Was it your, like, what year of his career in San Diego? It was the fifth year. Of, it, was, it was after the, at the end of the fifth year of his career. So fifteenth game. It was the it was the final game of the season okay. after we were already eliminated. Right. Yeah, that makes, it was, that it, makes it, perfect it, sense. It, though. it was the fifth year, and obviously, uh, clubs control a first round draft pick for five years. So now, can I ask you something? I don't know how much you're allowed to talk about it, but like, I was it really extremely, extremely weird? I'm so fascinated with the Eli Manning Philip Rivers situation, though, with that whole thing. And I thought it was an awesome power move. Um, I'm sure you got friends in the organization, so you can't like really say probably much, but just like. I thought that was really an oddball move for Eli Manning to control his destination. That said, it might be also a move that like maybe players have more rights than us fans think, or like what, like what is the, you know, years later, twenty years later, just about. What do you think? I, I mean, uh, twenty years later, uh, you know, Eli used to be hated here, but with the Chargers leaving town, Eli is no longer public enemy number one. I can tell you that. Uh, you know, the the ownership is more public enemy number one than than Eli is. Uh, so, you know, things change with perspective and, uh, and time. I wasn't involved in, you know, any of the negotiations. Uh, I was in the war room. I can tell you, uh, we drafted Eli first and there was not a deal done. A de- the deal wasn't done until the giants, I think they drafted fourth, picked rivers when they picked rivers, the war room and the people who really knew what was going on. I sat at the kids table. Okay. There's about 10 people at the main table, the GM, the assistant GM, the head coach ownership, you know, a a manager person, you know, all this. I I sat with the head athletic trainer at the kids table in the corner, but you know, the, the coordinators weren't in the room. The scouts weren't in the room. It was just this power group. And we were just there for medical advice in case in the kids table. So I wasn't privy to any of the discussions going forward there, et cetera. But I could visibly tell it was obvious that the second the Giants drafted Rivers, they knew they had the trade they wanted because for some reason they knew that that they wanted Eli and they didn't really want Rivers. So once they picked Rivers, 
the room knew that the deal would get done. And so the deal wasn't officially consummated. Now, I get that there were probably floated scenarios and all this complicated stuff, but it wasn't consummated until after the Giants, you know, chose Philip. That's all I know. I don't know the rest of the details and how it went back and forth. That's so, it's still so weird, right? It's just like, yeah. okay, we got I mean, this it, guy, it, it, but we're not really sure. Uh, well, the Giants weren't dumb. They, they knew that, that uh, we wanted Philip. Remember, we went our record was the worst record in the league. So we, our coaches had the right to coach in the senior bowl and they were coaching Phillip and that's how they got to know him. And we're super impressed with him. And so the giant, it was very clear to the giants that we wanted Phillip. So, so I just don't get why they wouldn't take him. It still kind of doesn't like, it doesn't really, the, the giants wouldn't take him or the Chargers wouldn't take chargers. Him? Well, because they, they wanted value. They knew Eli was the most valuable piece of property. So they wanted something. So now, did they get something else with, and, and, the, and, with and, the swap and, too? Yes, yes. Okay. Oh yeah, I, 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 I never even they got that. something else. They got they got other stuff too. I forget what okay. they got. I don't remember. But the other thing that I would say too is you got to remember who drafted second that year. It was the dreaded rival Oakland Raiders. Right. They ended up picking Robert Gallery. But one of the conversations, one of the thoughts had to be: okay, we pick Philip and we get who we want. Okay, we don't play this game with chicken. We don't get the extra draft picks. Okay, but we still get the guy we want. What's wrong with that? Well, we're essentially giving the rival Raiders Eli Manning. Right? That's so smooth. And and look, this is not like AJ Smith was a GM then. I think he's a smart guy. I'm in great terms with him. I don't think I'm telling anything that hasn't been revealed. If anything, it's all complimentary to him. The, the guy had it figured out. I'm not saying he hoodwinked the Giants. But yeah, I'm just saying. That, oh, that's that, not the that, version, dude. That's not the version we hear from New York around here. I'll tell you what. It's can you believe that Archie Manning is such a prick that his son is not playing for that disorganized piece of shit franchise? That's all I. That's all I gathered. So it's like yeah. really like you don't understand like I, like this is huge to have you on because I I have the desire to have so many people on. It's just like. You seem like somebody I could communicate with. You seem cool, and I appreciate it. And it's like, like this is such great insight. This is one of the best podcasts I've, I've seriously ever had. This is episode 205 to tell you how much I've been losing on this thing here. You know? <laughs> so it's like, that's incredible. Like, is, I got to ask you one more question. Yes. Um, Sean Merriman. I was yes. so fat. Now, Sean, what I like about him is during the whole little Bills Mafia cute days, when Buddy yeah. Nix, I loved Buddy Nix. I'm like Buddy Buddy's Nicks. awesome. Dude, Buddy's I, awesome. Buddy Nix, I swear to God, if you could get me an interview with Buddy Nix, I'll donate like 50 bucks to any charity of your choice. I love Buddy Nix, and I swear to you, he taught me so much through the media about football because I'm like, okay, how's a suit made? And this dude set up a scouting infrastructure here with Doug Wavy, yada, yada, yada. And when he brought on McDermott, I'm like, don't fire Whaley, please don't fire Whaley. Because I thought they actually built something awesome as far as the scouting staff. But then, you know how it goes here, dude. Like, there's no way Drew Brees would have lasted here at 2-14. and 14. Trust me. They would have <laughs> crushed him out of town. You know what I mean? It, it, I hear you. I, I appreciate being on with you, too. I'm, I'll leave you with this as, as we run here. Uh, my team, historically, the San Diego Chargers, yep. and the Buffalo Bills have a lot in common. Besides Buddy Nix, I mean, A.J. Smith came from there. Yep. He was a right-hand man for John Butler, who came here from there. And uh, obviously, uh, one of my good friends, uh, even to this day, Doug Flutie, uh, obviously has a big Buffalo heritage there. And, uh, and, uh, and also, Sean Merriman came from us to you. 
and uh, I love Sean. He's 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 going to be a podcast guest uh, coming he's, up here at some point so too. He's so cool. He would him and Doug Flutie back in the day. They actually got back to me. I tweeted Doug Flutie. I go, Doug, I thought you had a lot more left for the Bills in the tank, and, and he goes, I thought I did too. Quoting me, Sean Merriman used to get back to me because he used to like make fun of people who had like crappy, really crappy houses in the hood with like really nice vehicles. And I would, uh-huh. I would, I would, you know, I do construction, so I'd be on these remodel jobs. I'd send them pictures. So like, um, I actually hit him up to come on. I would love to just like, seriously, if you know anybody that's just looking to get some run, by all means, please. Like, if they need to stay clean, I could stay clean. I could fake it. I do it all day for eight hours. So, um, but David, thank you so much. Anything else you got for Bills fans on Josh Allen that we should look at here? No, I mean, uh, you know, I think they're going to take it slow. I mean, I think the over-under of six weeks is fair. And uh, thankfully, he's not going to need surgery. And uh, uh, that's uh, at least that's what it looks like now. And hopefully it stays that way, barring re-injury. So you're going to have him. But, uh, you know, uh, this shouldn't be a, is he going to play next week? Is he going to play a next week thing? I mean, I think, uh, you know, if he got back in the middle of November, that would be good. You know, <laughs> so uh, don't don't rush the guy and give him his time to get right. I really appreciate it, David. Thank you so much. And where can we find you on Twitter and your website and your podcast? Twitter is a uh, pro football doc and the website is profootballdoc.com. And uh, because I lack creativity, the podcast is pro football doc podcast. That's actually perfect. So everybody check that out. And uh, that's been David Chow, the, uh, the awesome doctor here from the chargers. What? 17 years. He said that's pretty uh, yep. nuts here. So thank you, David. All right. Thanks. See you.